Welcome to Alive Experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the Word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged, and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. We want to talk this morning about 15 common reasons why people are not married. There are 15 common reasons. That could be the reason why you haven't linealo yet. And love, I think we should get straight on it. Absolutely. You know, we have a lot to cover. Absolutely, Pastor. So we want to start with the first one. You see, when you are not married, there are reasons for that. Yes. You are not where you are by mistake. There are reasons why you are not married yet. Mm. Could be that you are seeing yourself as Paul. It's not one of our reasons here. Or you are seeing yourself as the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ, yes. Or you are seeing yourself as a sister, more than a nun. Uh-huh. Do you understand? Amen. Look, I'm a priest, but I'm a different type of a priest. We've got some priests that have taken a vow of celibacy. Yes. That they will never marry. That's and right. I really honor and appreciate Amen. that. But you see, there are, Paul the Apostle said, not all men have that grace. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I'm talking to some of those men that know that they don't have that grace. Some mm. of those women that know they don't have such a grace mm. of celibacy. Mm-hmm. But they want to get married. However, it hasn't happened. Yeah. Nobody has popped a question. To the woman, yeah. To the woman? Yes. Or the guy has been trying to get married and he hasn't found the person. Amen. That's what we want to deal with. These guys that wants to get married but can't seem to find the right person to marry. These girls that want to get married but nobody is popping the question. Mm. Or it starts, but it never goes far. That's right. Why? Sure. What is behind this whole thing? Mm. What can we uncover here this morning? Yeah. That's what we want to do. Yes. All right. And when we say guys and girls, this, this includes, you could be 70, you could be 17. Mm. You are all covered in this topic. True. So everybody, and so we, we want to know, sure. why are fewer and fewer people getting married? Um, could it be because mar- people, some people think that marriage is underrated or overrated? Mm. Could it be because marriage has lost its sacredness? It, it's been commonized. Speaking. Could it be because maybe people say, ah, what, 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 I'm already getting the privileges. People are already getting privileges of married that's people right. outside of the, of the, so what's the big deal? So that's what we are diving into today. We are looking at some of the reasons why maybe you're not married or maybe you don't think marriage is important because sometimes it, it is one of those reasons that I don't think it's yes. such a big deal because yes. it's so common. We've taken, it's a sacred institute of God that has just been commonized and made to be, to be devalued and despised and like, who cares about marriage anyway? Mm. And that's why we're doing what we're doing mm. because we follow God. Mm. And no matter how the world views these yes. things, we need to continue upholding yes. the truth of God's word. Absolutely. And that's why we are here to tell you that even if everybody is doing it, like we said last Sunday, mm. doesn't make it right. Mm. 
we believe that God's way of happiness is marriage. Yes. You got to get married. And I know some of us probably are living together, not married. It's not the end of the world. Mm. That's why we are having this thing so that we can get it fixed. We've had a few cases like that in the church yes. where people were living together, but they had never taken that step, yes. that all important step, yes. which is all about obeying God's instructions. Yes. Because that is what it boils down to. Amen. And having the Bible as the final authority over That's your right. life. That That's the decisions right. you are making are not just based on your feelings. Yes. They are based on the word of God. On the word of God. Hallelujah. That's it. So that's why we are here. And I believe that you will revalue marriage again when we yes. are done. Amen. I believe that you will get married yes. one of these days. Amen. At Alive Bible Church, we honor marriage. We believe in marriages. Hallelujah. We think that marriage is a big deal. Amen. It is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, we believe that it's a big deal because look, marriage is such an important aspect of our belief that, you know, when you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, what you see is really a love letter, a love yeah. story. Yeah. You know, what you see is really God who loved us so much that he gave his son Jesus. And, you know, in the book of Romans, Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. And, you know, in the beginning, Adam had Eve. Now Jesus has the church. Hallelujah. That's right. So we love marriage. We believe in marriages. We believe in doing things God's way, like Pastor was saying. That's right. No any other. That's right. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. So now you will be surprised how, like Pastor Fumi said earlier, how marriage has really lost its relevance in our generation. That's what makes it even difficult for people to identify with the subject because for them, what's the use of it? Mm. But we believe that in the midst of this, there are people who still want to get married. Yes. A lot of people, a lot of people that really, even those people that are staying together, you know, without, you know, doing things normally. You know, if you check deep down the heart, especially the ladies, you will find out that she actually wants to get married. Yes. She doesn't just want to stay there like that. Yes. But maybe she tried to raise the issue a couple of times and she was shut down. And for the sake of peace in the house, yes. she has to just accommodate the situation. That's so true. But the reality is that she would like to wear a white dress. Yes. She would like to say, I do before a number of people. Mm. And she would like to step into the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Now, maybe you didn't know this, but the Bible says that he who finds a wife, not a woman, a wife, yeah. finds a good thing yeah. and obtains favor. You see, that's the fifth way of getting favor. Yes. I gave you three and I gave you four when, towards right. the end of yes. my teaching. Yes. Now I'm giving you number five. Amen. Is that by getting a wife, you, find you unleash that's right. favor. That's beautiful. Amen. That Hallelujah. is amazing. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's look at a couple of things here that could be the reason why you are not married yet. Mm. Could be. Maybe we will not touch your points. Maybe we will. Yeah. But you know. It, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's suggestions. It's things that you could be, you could carefully look into and say, yeah. perhaps if I start looking into this, addressing that issue, addressing that and that. I remember pastor says every woman's dream, and most, let's not say every, but most women's dream is to see themselves married, wearing that white dress and all of that. Sure. You know, I mean, I remember when, when I got married, we didn't pay so much attention to, uh, at least myself, I wasn't too much into how the place looked and all of that. I just wanted to be officially in covenant with my husband. Hallelujah. That, is the, that was the one thing that mattered to me. Why? Because I understood God. And I understood, like the Bible says, like Pastor was saying, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And two is better than one. That's so right. if, look, 
we're talking to Christians, people that believe in Jesus, Christ followers. Mm. You, when you are a Christian, this is what Jesus says concerning being in a relationship. Yes. This is what Jesus says. It's not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It's actually a command. Yes. If you are a believer of Jesus, a Christ follower, a Christian, you cannot be in a relationship with a person and be intimate, be sexual with them outside the parameters that he has set forth for all of us. So if you want access into that, if you call yourself a believer, a follower of Jesus, mm. a Christian, then this is what needs to happen with you. Hallelujah. Is that before you get into the cookies and the jars and all of that, it, it has to come with the ring. Hallelujah. And you're probably saying, Pastor, I want to do it, but I don't know what is standing on my way. Mm -hmm. There are obstacles. Yeah. We've thought about that. That's why we are here this morning. Amen. Now, the first reason why you might not be married could be that your time, your time hasn't come yet. Yeah. You must remember that God does everything in a certain time. Yeah. Now, the challenge that you might be going through is that you've attended a few weddings and you felt pressure. And it gets worse when your friends got married. Mm and you attended their weddings. Yeah. And some of you have been bridesmaids, like you have now become, it's a recycling, you are hey. now in a recycling mode hey. where it's like, it's like that is your job, yeah. to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> That's what you keep doing. Hey. But let me tell you something. It is better to be a bridesmaid than to just be a spectator because being a bridesmaid is giving you an opportunity to know and to see yeah. what you yourself you are headed into. Yeah. Actually, most of the time, bridesmaids are in line closer to marriage yeah. than people who are not. I'm talking about people that have good hearts. <laughs> because there are some bridesmaids that are there. All she's thinking about is, it was supposed to be me. It was supposed to be me. It was supposed to be me. That, look, if you are like that, you, it will never be you. That's true. Until that attitude changes. That's true. But when you genuinely enjoy and you are genuinely happy that you are helping another person, Friend, yeah. you know, Sister. get married. Uh -huh. That seed always comes back to you. Amen. So genuinely, you know, or let me say, the first reason could be that it's not your time yet. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. Like it is other people's times, but not yours yeah. yet. Yeah. So you must know that God does not bless you based on how he's blessing everybody yeah. else. He has a special plan for your life. Sure. There are certain realities about your life. You have a certain background you are yes. coming from. Yes. Maybe your beloved hasn't arrived in the perimeters yet. Mm. Maybe it takes another two or three years before the beloved can enter your trajectory. Yeah. So don't rush quickly and go and get just a boyfriend. Yes. You need to understand the times. Yes. Amen. And so I think because of that, instead of focusing on I want to get married and I want to get married right now, yeah. perhaps you should focus, shift your focus as a believer and a child of God to say, I will focus on God. You know, I was reading a, a scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians and it speaks about the fact that those that are single, the single ladies must focus on pleasing God, That's on doing right. the will of the Father. That's so, right. you know, Paul, when he says that, I say don't marry, you know, Paul, he says, you know, I see you want to marry, but I say don't marry, but if you must marry, then know that you, you will live to satisfy the the desires of your wife but he says that um, if you are single then make 
your worship, setting yourself apart, yeah. being holy for God. Make yourself fully available to God. Make yourselves fully sold out to God. And, you know, I found a scripture in the book of Psalm 37, verse 4, and it says that delight yourself. I read it in the Passion Translation, and it says, mm. make God the utmost delight. Mm. Make God your utmost delight and That's pleasure nice. of your life, That's and nice. he will provide for you and your desire and what you desire the most. Make God. So now, now that you, you realize that maybe this is not my time to get married, because there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. Perhaps this is not the time. So while I'm waiting, and Pastor's going to speak about that right now, mm -hmm. on waiting, delight yourself in the Lord. Yes. You know, make him, and he's, I love it in the Passion Translation, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. Praise the utmost Lord. delight and mm. pleasure of your mm. life. So find mm. fulfillment and satisfaction in in God, when you delight yourself in God as a single person, then He will give you the desires of your heart. Praise the Lord. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Amen. I guess, you see, people get married because they think this person will fulfill certain needs yeah. in my life. Yes. And rightly so, that's the case. But you must always remember there are certain things about your life that no human being has the capacity to fulfill. And that's where what Pastor Pumi is saying is very important. You need to have a base with God. Because even when you get married, and you will get married, yeah. that you will quickly notice that your husband or your wife can't fulfill all sure. your needs still. Sure. And you still sure. need to have that connection Come with on. God. And that's why people start going around. Because you see, they thought this person will be my honeymoon and my Ish. moon and my star and everything. This person is still a human being. Sure. Only God has the capacity to fulfill all your needs. Amen. Every other human being is limited. Mm. So connecting with God before you connect with man is very important. Sure. It's very, very important Amen. for your life. Thank you, Pastor. Now, I want to say to somebody that is watching and saying, but Pastor, I've been waiting for a while. Mm. What's going on with me? Well, it's never too late. Amen. I'm going to read for you Acts chapter 4, verse 22. The Bible says, For the man was over 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Mm. You might remember the story of the man that was in front of the temple called Beautiful, yep. that was healed by Paul and John. Yep. This man was over 40 years old when that miracle took place. Sure. What caught my attention is that the King James, Version, King James Version says 40 years old, for over 40 years old, mm. when this miracle is taking place. Sure. Never give up on God. Amen. Let me tell you something. When his time comes, that is what Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says, yet God has made everything beautiful in its time. Amen. So for some, it's going to be 20. Yep. Some is going to be 25, That's 30. Right. Some is going to be 40. Some 60. Some my even mother. 60. I mean, uh, my mother-in-law, she got married this was it this year or last, last year? Last year, at age 60. Come on. How beautiful. So, and it was a beautiful wedding, I promise you. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get married at 60. Amen. That's not what we're saying. Amen. All we're saying is, 
Never say, no, I'm growing old, this and this and that. God is a master of those things. As long as you are not falling on the other points we're going to address now. Mm -hmm. Because you see, you can be hanging on to this point. Meanwhile, God is saying, no, it's not a time issue. Yeah. You, you, you've got another issue. You, you, don't, you don't have a time issue. You have a temperament issue, for example. True. And now you are having another problem. So you are saying, oh, pastor, pastor is saying I must wait. Maybe, maybe you are not on that case. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So let's quickly move to the next point. The second reason why people don't get married is maybe you've missed your prime time. Do you understand? Amen. When you watch the news, there is a prime time yeah. for the news. Why? That's the spot everybody wants. Yeah. Because that's the time most people are tuned. Yes. If you want your product to sell, yeah. you need to advertise at that time. That's right. Because that's prime time. Sure. Everything is expensive at that time mm. because the attention of everybody is set sure. at that time. Every human being created by God, God is so gracious. The Bible says that time and chance happens to all. Amen. Everybody will have time mm. and everybody will be given a chance. That chance is what I'm calling prime time. Come with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24. The Bible says, as the scriptures say, People are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. Mm. You see, what happens to a flower is that once the flower comes out, yeah. even if people were not looking at that plant a few seconds earlier, mm -hmm. when a beautiful rose emerges, from that plant. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Amen. It will draw the attention of people. Mm -hmm. People will be drawn to the flower. Some will want to cut the flower. Yeah. Some will want to take a picture next to the flower. Mm -hmm. Some will want to take a selfie next to the flower. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things start happening because a flower has come out. Sure. People don't just go and stand in front of a plant and take pictures. Mm -mm. Or people don't just cut a plant and go and give to people. There must be a flower on it. And that flower has a life spent. And that is what I'm talking about, your prime time. You know, I remember we were in church. We were, we were at the end of a service uh, in Mohase with my brother-in-law. Uh, he's a pastor now. Uh, praise Jesus. We were there and he said to me, you know, Pumi, you're going through a phase where you're becoming like a flower. A, a, he, he used an analogy of a sunflower. You see, he, say, he says, you need to be careful because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna start attracting a lot of bees. They're going to want to come start sucking from this nice uh, right. uh, uh, sunflower. So you, you need to be very careful. I didn't know. I mean, not, not later than that. 
then I started, you know, we, here Growing we are. And then, you understand? Yeah. Then I started, you still, you get a lot of people coming to you, uh, proposing, wanting to take you out, some from the world, some from the church, like all types of people. You know, some will spend a lot of time with you, <laughs> but they will not tell you why they're spending a lot of time with you, the brothers, hallelujah. <laughs> and as a lady, you know what they, what they want, but you just let them be. You just let them be because, you know, you see, they, they're not going to talk. <laughs> so enjoy their attention you enjoy so sometimes you can be caught up in the fact that this guy is I know what he wants he he wants to tell me he wants to marry me but he doesn't have the guts to tell me so you enjoy the, the attention you enjoy those people telling you you know uh, some of them coming to you so you think so sometimes you overdo it or you miss it isn't that's it pastor right. that's what pastor is talking about when he talks about prime time is that you could be so caught up in hey yeah I think I'm the one you know the most wanted girl in town listen here yes and then miss it that's right. This is what happens mm. when you enter your prime time. Mm. You start drawing attention. Yeah. People start noticing you. Yeah. Both born again and unbelievers. Mm. People just start having an interest towards you. Amen. And what you need to know is that your flower has budded. Mm. Now I'm teaching you now so that you understand what's going on with you. Yes. That flower is not going to stay like that. It's a season that has, you have entered a season. I mean, you remember when you were 15, who, who was calling you, who was talking to you? Nobody, people were even laughing at you. But all of the sudden you hit your 18, sometimes some of you, the flowers start budding at 15, it's true. But I'm talking about readiness to enter a relationship. You will find out that now everybody is interested in me. Even guys is the same. Girls start having an interest towards you. You just start drawing a lot of attention. And like Pastor Pumi is saying, some people enjoy the attention. But what they don't know is that the grass withers and the flower fades. So I want you to repeat my point. Maybe you've missed your prime time because God in his grace has made things in such a way that at a certain time in your life, people will notice you. Mm. If God didn't do it, some people will live and die. Nobody will ever even know they existed. Yeah. But God makes it in such a way that somewhere, somehow, people start noticing you. Yeah. When you enter that season, you must tell yourself, I shouldn't come out of this season without holding my trophy in my hand. Because that season is going to pass. You see, you start enjoying it and you think it will always be like that. But before you realize, the attention focuses on the next sister yeah. or the next brother. Yeah. Your time has passed. Mm -hmm. So God gives you a chance. As these brothers are coming, you need to pick one. You need to choose one. As these sisters are coming, you need to choose. Amen. Because a time is going to come. You will say, you know, you know, you know, in this church, I used to be the man. I used to me, me. I used to be on this. You say you will keep speaking in the past tense. Another used to be. Used to be coma. Who cares about your used to be? When you didn't score in that you used to be, you are a stupid person. You see. I'm sitting here next to this man because I entered my time 
and she also, in fact, she entered her prime time. And I was attracted. And I came. And if it didn't work, chances are I was going to go away. And she was also going to go away. Nobody knows what life was going to happen, what type of life we were going to live. Thank God we came together. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. You have, some of you have entered your prime time. Yeah. Yes, enjoy the attention, but understand the purpose of the prime time. Yeah. It is giving you an opportunity to make the decision yes. of your life. Yes. Now, it's dangerous to enter your prime time unprepared. Yeah. You don't know what to do. You don't know who to choose. You don't know what to, and, and most of your friends are same age with you. Mm. So you are talking very, very shabby talk. Mm. You are not able to have strong talk and proper sure. conversations. Amen. And that is how many people miss their prime time. It's true, Pastor. And I believe I'm talking this morning to people who have missed their prime time, hey. or people who are about to miss their hey. prime time. Hey. Hey. My God. About to miss their prime time, hey. just like that. So the Bible here says, the grass withers and the flower fades. Mm. The flower fades. The grass withers, the flower fades. May you never miss your prime time. Amen. But let me just say something to those that feel they have missed their prime time. We serve a gracious God. Hallelujah. We serve a God of restoration. Amen. A God that controls the times and the seasons in the palm of his hands. He is able to bring a season that has passed. He is able to bring it back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Joel chapter 2 verse 25, I will restore the years That's right. that the locusts have eaten. Yes. You know, when God really wants to restore you, he doesn't restore a car. He restores years. Yeah. Those years, those precious years, you see, why did the locusts come? Because the harvest was ripe. But God is saying, I can restore those years Amen. that the locusts have eaten from Amen. you. Receive your restoration. Amen. Believe in your heart Hallelujah. that God can restore your yes. prime time. Yes. God can make you shine again. Yes. God can open that door for you Hallelujah. again. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Okay, let's run quickly now. We're yes. out of time. God almost. is the God of another chance. Hallelujah. Amen. Just Hallelujah. remember that. That You know, I'm just going to make an, a last example. You know, I, I heard about a story of a woman that was in church. It's a true story. She was quite elderly, and she had a child who's 28 years old with a mind. She had a mental disability, a mind of a six-year-old. And so even one gentleman from the church decided, listen, I want to marry you, settle with you, elderly people, obviously. And she was very surprised that this man could choose her like she thought what about my wrinkles he's like no I see your dimples it's not really wrinkles so they were in love they finally got married and uh, I'm sharing this story to make you realize that um, God is a God of second chance this lady has had a baby um, and now the child is 28 uh, although she has a mental problem um, the child you know she has a mindset of a six-year-old God not only restored or made up for her, even her have uh, maybe her hiccups or have downfalls, you know, um, but 
the man that she decided the man who decided to choose her now said I will marry you but I also brought a ring for your daughter and I've decided that I want to marry her also I want her to be my child officially properly and the daughter came running from the stage so I believe that God can do the same for someone here <laughs> hallelujah if you feel like you've missed your prime time you feel like oh my god I think that's me that point is really speaking to me I'm so old I'm so unattractive um, who is, uh, because I don't think men can miss prime times maybe they do but men they are they, they are the hunters you know what are the chances that a man can miss their prime time but you will find that women are the one that are most susceptible to that to this point where you miss your prime time because you were not woke enough because maybe I don't know for whatever reason you don't you, you don't open your eyes when it was time for you to open you get blinded and maybe you miss your opportunities but God is a God of another chance and he, he has done it before he can do it for you he has done it for many other he's done it for my mother my mother has four kids she got married at 60 if he has done it in my family I believe God can do it in Amen. yours hallelujah Amen. praise the Lord hallelujah another reason could be that maybe you've set your bar too high do you understand you've set your bar I know that you must set your bar high but maybe you've set it too high so much so that and that is maybe one of the reasons why you're missing the prime time because mm. everybody that is coming you're just brushing mm. everybody that's coming you're brushing away everybody that's coming you're brushing away mm. by the time you realize there's nobody coming anymore mm. because the bar was so high nobody could reach it Romans 12 13 says for by the grace given to me I say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. It's important, brothers and sisters, to have standards. Absolutely. But I'm not saying that, like, I'm not against you having standards, but just remember that usually God's miracles come in containers that don't look yeah. like what you will think they yes. look. Jesus, the reason people miss Jesus is because he didn't come in the container. He yeah. didn't come in the container they expected him to come Amen. into. So you have these high standards mm that nobody can match, then you end up being alone. Yeah. You end up being alone. And I think that the reason why we said, uh, sometimes the, the reason for mis misconstrued standard is because the focus is usually on myself. I want the guy who will do this for me, who will do that for me. It's all, it's all about me, myself, and I. Uh, I've got this. I must be able to do that. Da, 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 da. So we're saying that it's, it's, it's all good to have standards. But let your standard be founded in the Word of God. Let your, your basis, your found, the foundation of your standard be anchored on the Word of God. Let mm -hmm. it not be focused on um, what He will do for you. Because when you see that your standards are, are based on the Word of God, it's, your, the question is not what He will do for me. It, again, sometimes, especially rich women, rich educated women, it's what will he do for me? What will he add for my in, in my mm, life? I don't mm, need any. Mm, I don't need a man. I don't need that. I don't need that. But the question now, you start thinking, I want somebody I will be able to be a blessing to. I will be able to support. I will be, you know, the the old saying behind every successful man, there's a woman. Mm. I, I believe there's some truth in that in that saying. To be honest with mm. you, because I, I found that a woman can find a man 
men who has done nothing much with their lives and by the by just them teaming up together even though the woman doesn't have a name for herself and all of that but the man begins to do great things you know the man begins to propel and you know fly high so it's not necessarily about what is his uh, material possession what is his stature how known he is it's really I, I, I love Jesus Christ and he has blessed me so much that I have so much love in my heart this is true that I want to share it with another I want to impart the same to, to another. I want to be a blessing. I want somebody with a dream that I can support. Somebody with a vision that I can, you know, help accomplish. You know, it's not just about my standard. It's about what will the other person do for me? What am I going to gain from that person? Is What am I willing to give? What am I willing to do? Maybe that's your calling. Hallelujah. Maybe your calling is to support another person. Maybe your purpose is to help another person go up. Hallelujah. But all of these things you will make peace with if you are really walking with Christ you will you will like right now sometimes some of you are not accepting it because wait he meant supposed to take care of me what about me but when you have accepted Jesus Christ you realize that my life is not my own I live to do his will hallelujah mm. praise the Lord amen and something that can help at this level is um, found in Genesis 24 verse 64 mm. the Bible says Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. Now understand, Rebecca didn't know Isaac. Mm. The servant of Abraham sent him to go and look for a wife for Isaac. He's coming with Rebecca. Rebecca hasn't met Isaac before. She doesn't even know who he is. But the Bible says, Rebecca looked and saw Isaac. And guess what she did? The Bible says, she got down from her camel. Mm. Rebecca was on a camel. A camel is a very tall tree, yeah. I mean a tall, a tall animal, mm. and she was on top of it. Mm. When she saw the man and she perceived that this could be the man that is going to marry me. You know, a proud woman will approach him on top of her camel, mm. and she'll be talking to him from her camel, just like you are talking to him inside your car. Mm. But. Rebecca got down from her camel. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Get down from the camel. If you can get down from the camel, you will find out that you can actually get married. Humility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I know that when we're really out of time, I'm just going to give you a few. Maybe you're stuck in the past. Yeah. Maybe in the hurts. You, you haven't really moved on. You're struggling to let go. Every time a new relationship comes into your life, you try a bit, but the, the previous one is still holding tight. So you are unable to really move on because that past is still holding you so tight. It's a chapter you haven't turned. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 19, forget the former things. Amen. Do not dwell on the past. Hallelujah. Maybe things were, maybe you got hurt. Maybe you got raped. Amen. Maybe you got abused. Maybe, maybe things really went bad for you. But will you allow that past to spoil your future? Mm. I mean, like just like that? Yeah. God is sending new people with new visions. But every time a new person comes into your life, you just replace their face with the face of that other person. Hey. And you mess up the whole thing. My goodness. It's not the people. It's the state of your heart. Mm. So I'm begging you, move on. Let go of the past. Amen? Amen? Maybe you lack a mentor. Maybe you lack somebody 
who can coach you. And a lot of young girls today don't have somebody a little bit older that can help them get where they want to go. And it's a big mistake because if Ruth had made that mistake, she was never going to get married. So true. For Ruth to marry Boaz, she needed Naomi. Yeah. Maybe you need a Naomi in yes. your life. Maybe this is the reason. Maybe Naomi is the missing link mm. in, in your life. Mm. The Bible says in Ruth 3, 3, Nah, do as I tell you. This is Naomi talking to Ruth. Yeah. She says, do as I tell you. Do you have somebody who says to you, do as I tell you? Mm. Do you have that in your life? Do you have a person who can sit you down and say to you, do as I tell you? She says to him, she says to her, take a bath. Put on perfume. Dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the stretching floor. But don't let Boaz see you. This girl is being guided. She wants to get married, but she's got a Naomi behind her Hmm. that is saying to her, you know what, take a bath. Go and take a bath. Go and take a bath. So she's she's fixing her. And then she said, wear perfume. Please don't wear those things from Chopra. Go and get this. She's telling her what to do. Hmm. No offense with Chopra at all. All right. Then she says, Wait until he has finished eating and drinking. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? Because when a man is hungry, he is upset. Approaching a man when he is hungry is a mistake you are making. Even if you prepared well, if you come when he is hungry, he will not see you. Because the way to a man's stomach, a way to a man's heart, it is his stomach. So as, as he hasn't eaten, and you are coming to show beauty, it will not work. So this old woman knew that if this whole job I've done will work, yeah. you must not go when he hasn't eaten. That's right. Allow him to eat first. Yes. When people haven't eaten, they are easily irritable. That's right. Though your very nice perfume can really abuse, can make him to chase you away. Amen. Do you have a Naomi in your life? Mm. Do you have somebody who can say, not this dress, that dress? Mm. Don't go out with this. You see, those are the little things that make the difference. Mm. That can help you do so well. Maybe it's the the border issue. And a whole lot of us are stuck there. It's the Lobola issue. We love each other. Mm but the finances are not there. Let me tell you something. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4, by wisdom, a house is built. Mm -hmm. Not by lobola. Mm. By wisdom. You think you have a lobola issue. The Bible is saying you have a wisdom issue. Through understanding, it is established. Mm. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. My prayer is that you will receive wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't know what you want. I'm just running through them quickly. Maybe you don't know what you want. Today you like John. Tomorrow you like Peter. The next day you like Sylvester. And the other day you like Jeremiah. You are just, you, you don't know what you want. You are very indecisive. Today you like chubby girls, tomorrow you like uh, 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 bony girls, the next day you like tall girls. Like you don't know exactly what you are after. 
That could be the reason why you are not yet married because you keep changing your list. The Bible says a double-minded person should never expect to receive anything from God. A double-minded person. He is talking to this one, but he's also checking this one. Yeah. Mm. She is in a relationship with this one, but she is poking that one over there. Mm. Maybe you don't know what you want. And God doesn't like double-minded people. When you are a double-minded person, God is already telling you, you will never receive anything from him. That's right. Never. Mm. Settle your heart. Amen. Maybe there's a generational curse going on. I'm helping you understand why you are. You see, there are so many reasons. Uh, that could be the reason why you are not yet married. Maybe there's a generational curse that in this family, nobody gets married. I mean, we know those sure. things. We come across them all the time. Sure. The whole family, nobody has ever worn a white dress. Hey. Nobody. If they wore it, the other died or the husband died. The Bible talks of a story yeah. of a woman who married seven brothers. And they all died. Sure. Mark 12, 22. And so all seven married her and died and left no children. There must be a curse at work here. Yeah. Seven brothers married one woman. They all died. None of them managed to score one child. Nobody. And the Bible says, last of all, the woman also died. Hey. There's no way you would tell me that this is normal. Yeah. And why is it that all seven brothers were just lining up behind her like this? Because mm. it's a generational thing. It might not be the same woman, but it might be the same type of woman, meaning mm. the, all the brothers are always ending up with the same type yeah. of situation. Mm. Sure. That could be the reason, my brother. That could be the reason, my sister, but there is victory in the Bible. Amen. There is victory in, the, in Jesus. Amen. So the reason I'm exposing this is I want you to see that these things are not always as natural as you think they yeah. are. There are reasons behind them. Absolutely. There are forces behind them. And that's why another reason could be maybe you are not spiritual. So true. You think marriage has got to do with beauty. Mm. But marriage is very spiritual. The first marriage was ordained and instituted by God himself. Yeah. And God is a spirit. How did God marry Abraham, Adam, and Eve? Because he's a spirit. Yeah. And they are natural. Mm -hmm. If there is no spiritual connection in the That's whole thing. Right. So say, how will you deal with generational curses if you are not spiritual? Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains what? Favor. Favor. From who? From the Lord. God is a spirit. So marriage is a spiritual thing. I, look, I can promise you this. The woman sitting next to me, I didn't get her in the flesh. There was some serious warfare. Sometimes some of you are thinking it's lobola. It's generational cases. There are just so many obstacles on your way, out of nowhere. In a family where nobody has gotten married, a person is coming to marry somebody, but come and see the obstacles. Hey. Instead of the family being happy that finally something good has happened, you come and see the witchcraft. Hey. Come and see. 
So these are generational curses, and you need to be spiritual to address them. The Bible says a natural man cannot Mm. receive things of the spirit. He cannot. He doesn't have the capacity. And marriage is spiritual. Yes, sir. I think I'm even preaching now. Preach, Pastor. Are you spiritual? You are always painting. You are always lifting. You are always checking the mirror. Good. But what else do you do beyond that? Because these forces that are resisting your marital settlement cannot be settled with you painting your face. They are only settled with you saying some riba shaka ba 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 That's the only way. And the funny thing is a lot of people that want to get married are not spiritual. They are not prayerful. Do you know, I told you last week that Mary almost never got married. If it wasn't for an angel that appeared to Joseph in a dream, how was that angel dispatched? I remember an angel telling Daniel that I came in response to your words. Angels respond to the words that are yes. spoken, the right. prayers. Yes. So could it be that Mary says that Joseph's attitude had changed? And she went to God and said, the same angel you sent to tell me this mm. thing. Mm. Go and send that angel to talk to this my man God. because that's my husband mm. and I cannot let him go. Mm. God had to answer the deal. Amen. Are you having angelic assistance in this marriage? Or all you care about is going through Facebook, checking his Facebook, checking his status, checking her, her Instagram. You are just, oh, look, please send me some nice pictures. Even if it's not nude pictures, but what else are you doing? That's right. Like what else is happening? Yeah. Are you building the spirit? Amen. Hmm. Let me give you a few more Amen. before we close. If that is okay with you, of Amen. course. Because I don't, I don't want to... Let me give you maybe one or two more, then we're going to close. Mm. Maybe you have a beautiful face, but a bad character. You get what I'm saying? Like, when people see your face, they are drawn, and they get close. But the moment they get close, they now see your heart, and then they run away. that you keep going back and forth like this. The Bible says, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. Whitewashed tombs, they look so beautiful on the outside. But once you lift that lid, yo, yes. you will find pride, mm. arrogance, mm. rudeness, mm. controlling, yeah. domineering, yeah. and submissive, yeah. abusive, yeah. unfaithful, yeah. selfish, yeah. self-centered. Yeah. Unhelpful, wasteful, stingy. Let me give it to you again. Proud, arrogant, rude, jealous, 
controlling, domineering, unsubmissive, abusive, unfaithful, selfish, self-centered, unhelpful, wasteful, stingy. And it's all covered up with nice smiles and nice clothes and nice voice. When people get a bit close, Mm. they discover the real you. You say something about a rose. Looks very beautiful. When you stretch your hand to hold it, you discover that it's not as nice as you thought it was. It's got thorns. That's why we need the fruit of the Spirit, people of God. That's why you should be working. The Bible says that be like the women of old. They were focused on the spirit inside. That's right. Not just the outside, the inside. I've said this and I'm going to say it again to you today. A man will be attracted to your beauty, but he will stay because of your character. Amen. And what you want is somebody to stay. A woman will be attracted by your niceness, but she will stay because of your character. So when she discovers that you are abusive, mm. even physically abusive, mm. she's going to start rethinking her decision. Yes. May God help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. I want I to, yes, yes, you can. I'm just going to give maybe one, um, one or two more. One of the scriptures that maybe we can con- consider to look into when we're looking at what do I look for in a man or in a woman is First Timothy 4 verse 12. It talks about uh, let not men, not, do not allow anyone to despise you because of your age, right? But he says that be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So I think when you're looking for a partner, when you're looking for somebody to marry or to spend the rest of your life with, look at this. You need to consider their speech, consider how the words that comes out of, out of their mouth, their signs. Are they using their words to build people up or are they using their ways to, to break people up? Are they using uh, pastor's been talking about character here all mm. the things, you know, all of that. So part of the things is, you know, God gives you signs through what a person is saying, how they treat people, the words they speak, do they just curse loosely? Is their mouth, mouth on God? Are they speaking like unbelievers or do they speak that people like fear the Lord? Mm. Look at their conduct. How do they conduct themselves? Do they have temper? Do they feel entitled to anger? You know, some people I'm an angry person. Mm. You know, mm. so because th- those are some of the signs you're looking at. This yeah. person will beat you up, I'm telling you. <laughs> and you, you refuse to look at the signs because you just said, oh, I'm in love. Listen here, yeah, this person is going to love me. And, you know, so look at those signs. Uh, you know, um, what is their conduct? How do they conduct themselves with people? Pastor said to me that he needed to, yeah, his mom, uh, Mama, Mama Odile, <laughs> hello, Mama. <laughs> but his mom said that he needs to look at my family, look at my mother. How is my mother around people? then he would know how I am around people. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he, would, he, would, he needs to look at oh, he needs to look at how my mom is around people. Hallelujah. And how uh, my mom, so because whatever my mother is, is somehow will wrap up on me. It's what she has taught me. And so 
all of that is just looking at how does this person behave around people? How do they conduct themselves? Do they like people? Do they love people? Do they enjoy around being around people? Do they treat people well? And then in, in, in love, do they love God? Hallelujah. What are they willing to compromise for God? Or, or what are they uh, willing to com compromise in spite of what God says? Mm. Hallelujah. Those are some of the things that you're looking at. Uh, do they have faith? What is their faith based in? Do they easily prune to defeat and easily prune to hopelessness and helplessness? And what is their purity? What is their, how aggressive are they towards purity? Because if a person is not willing to keep themselves pure, you know, we have couples in our church that we are counseling and people that, you know, are working towards marriage. And some of them have even vowed that we will never get married. We will not kiss until we get married. That's, that shows a level of, or, I mean, I can tell you, like those people that it, it, they're fighting to keep their relationship pure. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that 10 times or 10 over 10 times that their marriage will succeed more than the, the marriage of any other person out there that is just willing to touch, to kiss, to do whatever. Hallelujah. Right. But because God speaks about purity and he says, be an example. So look at the, the example that is set by your potential beloved or your potential lady, lady, whoever that you want to be with. How, do they are they, are they good in speech? Are they negative speakers? Are they always complaining about everything around? Are they conducting themselves well? Do they love people? Do they love God? Do they have faith in God? And what is their stance on purity? Oh yeah, it's just a porn movie. Oh yeah. Or are they aggressively uh, pursuing to keep themselves right before God? Hallelujah. So not just falling for, uh, okay, well, it's, it's not, not nothing hectic, but that movie is not right. We're not going to watch that movie because we are, I'm, I'm consumed with keeping ourselves and keeping our marriage pure. Hallelujah. So whatever you permit before you get married is what will happen after you, you got married. I spoke to a pastor of mine one time, um, uh, my Naomi, but then, hallelujah, and she said to me something so powerful when she was teaching me, and she said that if you have sex before you get married, guess what? You will cheat on each other because you've cheated on God. Hallelujah. You, you cheat because while we are single, we are dedicated to God. We are given to God fully. You see, our bodies are reserved for him. So the moment we go and we, we cheat or we decide to have sex, it's not just, it's not just us. It's not just to, to satisfy ourselves, but it's really God we are being unfaithful to. And we don't have enough fear of God outside of marriage. What makes us think that we will have fear of God once we are married? Hallelujah. So it's not just, yeah. Powerful. Well, I think you're getting a lot, you know, to help you. Onyala Leng. Onyala Leng. When are you going to do it? Because Amen. you see, all of these are just tools to, to assist yeah. you. Yeah. And mm. to be honest with you, Pastor, I mm. believe, I believe with all my heart mm. that any man and woman have potential to become the best that God has called them to be. I believe mm. it. Mm. I believe that the success of a marriage is not based upon a, an account, a bank sure. account, sure. a level of education. Mm. It's not based up, upon any of material, posse material possession. Mm. I believe that the success of a marriage is based on the level of love we have towards God. Mm. If you find yourself a lady who is relentlessly 
pursuing Jesus and you find yourself a man who is relentlessly pursuing Jesus and the two of you come together in the same pursuit relentless on fire for Jesus you know I'm telling you you can do anything you can become anything one of the times that pastor found me uh, he took me out on a date at Milaneza hallelujah and I said to him I see what we can become and I believe that I wasn't saying that on the flesh you remember mm. I think that it was it, because I don't think it was flesh and blood hallelujah sure. I said to him I believe I see what you and I can become together and I believe that God was saying to us then that the love that you both have towards me can produce greater power, greater impact, you know, draw many other people to God. But in that moment, I said, but no, uh, you know, and God forgave us and God gave us a chance. Yes, Hallelujah. Please. And here yes, we please. are today. Hallelujah. So if you find yourself somebody, be, be in relentless pursuit for Jesus and pursue, don't go looking for a Christian book in a, I don't know, CNN, because you'll grab any other book, CNN. No no hard feelings for CNA. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm just saying, like, if you want people that fear God, be around people that fear God. If you want to partner with people that... You, you, you can't be a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, and be okay with dating somebody that does not even know Jesus. Somebody that you want to... Somebody said to me, Pastor, here, they, they come to us all the time. I'll help them. I'll help them know Jesus. And you find that some of them are quite old. So it becomes a bit uncomfortable because I'm pastor's wife also. Hallelujah. So I happen to, t- to talk to people that are much older, much mature. And they want to convince me that this man is going to now become born again. Just because it's in a situation there. This is what they're feeling right now. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says, to, you know, oil and water cannot mix together. So you have to be settled about what, are, what is your stance? What, where is your position? What is your position? Is it material you're after? Or is it, after, is it God you're after? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please put your hands together for Pastor Pne one more time. I think that's amazing. So we, we're out of time. We, we really try to contract it for you. But I believe that we've given you um, what you need. You know, we've given you what you need, what can help you. Amen. Um, if we haven't covered an aspect that you think could be of help to you, you can contact us. Amen. We would like to, you know, to engage with you on that particular one. Yeah. But um, we just wanted you to know that this, this could be some of the things that you know, are standing on your way. Yeah. And thankfully, each one of them, there's a key to overcome it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So there is hope for you. Amen. Don't give up. You know, the Bible talks of Peter and John who, you know, helped that, you know, the, um, a man to, 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 to see. And the Bible says some people really, really, really thought they did it with their own power. After that man finally walked, and they, they were really beginning, they were preparing to start worshiping Peter and John. And, and Peter said to them, why are you looking at us as if it was by our own power and holiness that this man is walking? You see, Peter fully knew that there is nothing in him that can make that man walk. 
I'm going to read it to you. That's my last scripture, Acts 3.13. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power and holiness? Brothers and sisters, those are the two things that people think are the reason for the supernatural. People think if you get a breakthrough, there was power involved. If you get a breakthrough, there was some holiness involved. Maybe you did right, you know, in all those things, just like we've said. But there's a stage you're going to reach where you will realize it's not because you are holy. It's not because you are powerful. It is God. Amen. And that is where I want to just help you. Sure. Realize that maybe you are falling short mm. on one or two things that we're talking about yeah. here. Do you know that God can actually bring this miracle of marital settlement in your life, despise your shortcomings? Mm. Despise the fact that you are not, I mean, Peter knew he's not holy. And he knew he has no power. Yeah. Yet a miracle had taken place. Yeah. I see a miracle taking place. Amen. In your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we give you are guidelines because mm. you see, you need to know the principles. Mm. But I taught you in, during the offering message that God is above the principles. Yeah. He connects with your faith. Yes. That you believe in Him. Amen. So please don't say, you know, I don't think there's hope for me. Mm. Maybe you are feeling that the holiness part. Hey! It's too much. If it's, if it's about the holiness, I don't think I can get this I miracle. Yeah. Let me ask you the question of Peter. Do you really think it's because of our holiness? Yes. Or our power? Yes. That this man is walking? Mm. That this woman is married? Mm. That this couple is happy? No. Simply the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is just to bless you and encourage you. Yes, please. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Because God will never give up on you. Yes. Put your hands together for Jesus, somebody. Amen. Amen. Well, we're really out of time, but we're we don't want to go without giving somebody this morning an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. Yes. I believe that if this message has been a blessing to you, you want to start your journey now. And one of the steps that you need to really take is to accept Jesus yeah. as your personal Lord and your Savior. The greatest marriage that will ever take place in this world yes. is the marriage of the church Amen. with Jesus, our bridegroom. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you want to be a part of the church because that we are getting ready for a massive wedding. Yes. One of these days. Amen. So wherever you are this morning, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you've heard the message, you're really touching your heart, you want to commit your life to Christ today, why don't you raise your hand at the count of three and I'm going to pray with you. Amen. One, two, three. Please raise your right hand wherever you are. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Now, Maybe you've already given your life to Christ before, and you are born again. But this morning, you just feel like, you know what? I think I missed my prime time. I think I'm this whitewashed tomb. I, 
I show something that I'm not in secret. And I need help. Because I don't want to meet this person being like this. I want an upgraded version of myself. Well, it's possible. You can recommit your life to Christ today. If you do it sincerely from your heart, the Holy Spirit is willing and ready to start the work if you are willing to flow. At the count of three, you can raise your right hand and we're going to pray with you. One, two, three. Please raise your right hand. You want to recommit your life to Jesus. God bless you. I believe many of you are raising your hands. Amen. Let us pray together. Would you repeat after me? Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you today. I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. That I might be justified. Right now. Right now. I believe. I believe. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin. I am free from the power of sin. To serve the living God. To serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For receiving me. For receiving me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For restoring me. For restoring Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life. Whether you